Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of thecinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and today we are back with another interview covering one of the documentaries playing at this year's Doc OKC. Today we're going to be speaking with friend of the show, Jason Black. We're going to kick things off by talking about his film, Our Flag Was Still There. We're going to talk a little bit more about the premise and historical significance of the film before discussing what it means to his family legacy. And then we'll close out the show by talking a little bit more about how you can watch the movie. Now, according to the description from the Doc OKC website, Our Flag Was Still There is described as Patty was an American teenager living in the Philippines when Pearl Harbor was attacked. The Japanese told her family to pack for three days. They were in a prison camp for three years. This first-person female perspective shows what it was like to be a POW surviving the war and a few surprises. Joining me today to talk about the film is the film's director, Jason Black. Jason, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. How does it feel to, to be the filmmaker in this uh, particular conversation? It's got to be new, right? Oh, uh, well, I, I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. I This actually may be my first interview. There was a Q&A after one of the film festivals that... Uh, uh, didn't go great. But otherwise, yeah, this is probably my first actual interview as the director. So this is fun. Well, I'm very uh, honored that I can be your first interview. As well, I was holding for you. I, I didn't ah. mean you were the first offer. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that they're lined up. Uh, oh, they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Jason, everyone's on strike. So, you know, these oh, days yeah. they're, they're, they're calling whoever they can find, yep. you know, indie directors and whatnot. Uh, listeners, before we get into today's conversation, I just wanted to note that if you're listening to the show and you enjoy the conversation, please make sure to support us by subscribing and leaving us a rating and review on your preferred podcast app, most notably Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Doing so will help us get discovered by more listeners just like you. All right, Jason, you've been a film critic for a long time. You've been on this show reviewing, uh, I mean, I always give you only the highest of brow <laughs> films. Yeah. Yeah, you know, two fast films, F9 and Fast X, and then, of course, Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, gosh. All winners. Yeah, only the best. But you've been doing this for a really long time, and I, I really just want to spend some time unpacking a little bit more about your journey and your relationship with film, but uh, more importantly, what inspired you to step across the aisle in this instance to cut your teeth as a filmmaker? Well, I, you know... I, I mean, I grew up with this story about my grandmother. I mean, it was, and I don't, maybe we didn't mention that. It's about Patty is my grandmother. And so, you know, just hearing about her being a POW, um, hearing about World War II, almost every family get together, there's a, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, Nana, what did you have for Thanksgiving in 1943? You know, miraculously, she remembers everything. It's, it's amazing. But I remember uh, as a kid, that people would always say, this should be a book, this should be a movie, this should be, I can't believe you won't do something with it. And she just always kind of tossed it off. So in my mind, this story has always been destined to be a movie. And then I remember seeing, you know, like different World War II movies, most specifically Empire of the Sun, the Spielberg movie when I was a kid. And because I think I was probably around Christian Bale's age, I guess we could look that up. But anyway, we're about the same age. So, um, and I remember that movie and thinking like, gosh, you know, Nana's story should be a movie. It's really, it's really amazing. And I, you know, you, you mentioned I've been reviewing movies. I don't think we should say how long, but it's been a long time. And so I do have a, a few connections in Hollywood, not, not a huge amount, but, a, but a few, I mean, and, and I've pitched it to people, you know, I've brought it to people before 
And, and this has been featured in The Oklahoman, and I actually wrote an article about it in Distinctly Oklahoma, a defunct magazine. So it's out there. And I would even give the article to somebody and go, hey, this I think this should be something. And so it really just came down to um, if it was going to get made, I was going to have to do it. I mean, that's really what it is. I, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily always had a desire to make a film. Uh, I, I have been on camera and probably prefer that. Uh, I'm an only child. I don't really play well with others, so I don't necessarily like input from other people. So it was one of those things where if I was going to make it, I was just really going to have to do it on my own. And so I made that decision. I actually made that decision pre-pandemic and really wanted to do it. And then, of course, pandemic happens. Uh, my grandmother at the time was 96 during the pandemic. Oof. And so 95, 96. So, you know, not, you're not going to her house. Right. You know, so that just, that just kind of went out the window. Um, my dad was always just, I mean, just fascinated by this story and just revered his mother. I mean, just, you should just see the respect that he would give her in this story and how much he loved it. And then he died, you know, and that that's, that's a big thing that, and he, in 2021, and so, you know, I really wish I could have made it before he died so he could have seen it. But, you know, I don't know, three years ago, it might have been a different movie. You know, there's there's yeah. just been a lot that I've grown and learned. And so, like I said, I just had to make it on my own. So, I mean, it's it's literally, I did, I did the research on um, uh, Soderbergh shoots on that Filmic Pro app. Yeah. And so I said, I'll get the Filmic Pro app. I think it was... Fourteen ninety nine, you know. I mean, it, it's not Soderbergh. He's yeah. for the person, man for the people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he was trying to encourage people <laughs> like me, but he did. So, um, I got that, and I did some YouTube videos on lighting, and got a microphone off Amazon, and uh, had the kids. We practiced with the <laughs> with the setup at home, and then I had nice. the kids come with me, and we did an interview, and I mean. This is all just figuring out as I go. Mm -hmm. I, I, I downloaded uh, Final Cut. I didn't know how to use it. So I would watch YouTube videos on how to edit. And I, I want to make this transition. How do I do that? And so I watched a video on Final Cut. And it would take me an hour and a half to figure out how to do it. And so that's it. So, I mean, it really sounds like this was you were so compelled by the story and the family history that you're like, someone's got to make a movie for this. And you wanted to make sure it was documented while your, your grandma was still alive. Yeah. Right. Yes. Condolences for the yeah. loss of your father during you. the pandemic. Were you worried about the loss of the family history there amidst the pandemic to that in any way sort of motivate uh, you? No, it just coincidentally. Okay. Yeah. It was just, a, I mean, and he didn't die of COVID. It, it was just, it was just coincidental. It was just one of those things where it put it on hold for a year, whereas if pandemic doesn't happen, I probably would have finished it and had it ready to go. And he would be in it. Mm. He would have been a great interview subject for it. Um, but, you know, just not the way it worked out. Yeah. There's a lot to this story and something you and I were talking about before we started recording. To me, mid-millennial, I guess, right right down the middle, not elder, not too young, but like it, it feels like we are so far removed from World War II at this point. And yeah. what I mean is, 
I can't imagine living this experience. Like, it doesn't seem like the world, we live in a world where that would ever happen. Oh, gosh. I'm not saying it can't. No. I'm just saying that's... We can't fathom it. Why do you think it's so important that, obviously, you've got very powerful family story that you want to share here, but also yeah. just preserving these types of stories for the future in general? Well, so, I mean, first off, I think World War II is just fascinating, right? I mean, there's so many people that just love it, right? I, I You know, I feel like... Civil War used to be the one that everybody is fascinated by. Now it's World War II. And everyone knows the Pearl Harbor stories or or even like Holocaust, you know, things like that. But there are there's a million stories. You know, there's a million stories within a million stories. So one of the things that and, and one of the reasons I kept trying to pitch this to get made is not only is it is it an amazing story, but also if you really think about it, for the most part, just in terms of of, we'll say, we'll just say movies. It's a lot of times it's European and a lot of times it's Holocaust driven. And I'm not at all trying to diminish that. I'm just saying that that is most of the time what the perspective is. And most of the time, I mean, 99% of the time it's male perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the only one that jumps out is Anne Frank and she's not a POW. I mean, but it's, mm -hmm. but you know, there's that, there's that, um, perspective of it. So my my thought was always, well, this is Pacific, which is not told as often for right. whatever reason. Um, it's POW, which is probably told even less often, although Empire of the Sun has both. And then female perspective. So we've got this, you know, this, not just this story, but these just silos that you can put this movie into that really just doesn't exist. So, and I'm lucky that I have this person even at her age that can tell this story. Mm -hmm. We just, you talk about World War II, a lot of those people are gone. I mean, there's not many left and they call it the greatest generation, but they're national treasures. I mean, you, you can't find many veterans anymore, let alone POWs. So it, it was important to me to try and not only give that female perspective, but also that Pacific side and get it down while we can still get it. And I, and I will point out that something that's been a little discouraging to me during this film festival process, and you didn't ask me this, so my apologies, but, um, you know, I, I really, I, I didn't have any options. I mean, this is who I wanted to tell the story about, but, but, you know, with intent, there are a lot of film festivals that are female driven that this is not eligible for because I'm a male director. Interesting. Which is discouraging to me because, you know, we as a couple of white males, we should be, you know, encouraged to lift up, you know, the allies. Our, our, yeah. And so um, we recently won a women centered film in like a Nashville independent film festival. Oh, and I nice. was really excited about that because I, that's really what I was going for was a woman centered movie giving her a chance to tell her story. Mm hmm. Yeah, and again, you were just there to sort of service her story and yeah. find a way to put it put it to film. I think that's really important and something that we don't think about a lot, especially again, white male film critic, film goer. There really aren't a lot of stories from women that make it to the big screen. No, uh, I mean, again, you, you mentioned Anne Frank is like one of the single examples, but hopefully, this kind of uh, sparks some more interest in those types of stories because, yeah. like as you put it, we don't have. A lot of time left. What would you say was your biggest personal discovery throughout making the film, either about the story or the process? 
Uh, well, I mean that I could finish it. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, listen, there were days where I was going, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, there is a little added pressure because that I'm giving to myself, but there's a lot of pressure too, because it's your grandma. You don't want to screw it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I want to make a movie and I want to make it good and I want people to see it and I want to, them to enjoy it. And okay, great. But when it's your grandma, you're like, well, I mean, it has to be good. And you, you've got to be able to service her story well. And I just didn't want to be an embarrassment. I, and she's going to tell me it's good no matter what, but I didn't want to embarrass her or not do her story justice. So personal discovery for me was those days when I was sitting there editing going, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. This is not, this doesn't look the way I want it to look. I can't get this dissolve to work. I mean, it's so stupid, but, um, but yeah, I mean, really finishing it. And I, I, I had, I think the first interview we did was like January 18th, 2022. And the final edit was January 19th, 2023. But yeah. remember, I'm a dad, I've got a job, I've got, a, I'm, you know, I'm married. So it's not like I was in the editing bay every day, but I'm just saying like, it was a struggle to get it made and you'll watch it and it's 13 minutes and you think like, how come that didn't take a half an hour? But, but it's not easy. Movies are hard. Movies yeah. are really hard. And I think it's just a testament to your commitment to the story and your willingness to learn new things and <laughs> yeah. get it done. Because uh, trying to learn like video editing on the fly, not it's a very time consuming process, yeah. for example. And that's not even, that's just the technical side of it. That's not even the storytelling right. that, that you demonstrate uh, on the screen. Well, hey, I think it turned out really well. I think Thank it's you. a powerful story and I think it's, again, really admirable and hopefully inspirational that you're able to preserve this and put it out there. And I'd love to see more film festivals, much like uh, Doc OKC, putting it out as part of the the festival programming. What takeaways do you hope listeners have after completing Our Flag Was Still There? If you want to see something made, and it's not a movie, it's whatever it is, make it. I'm older than you, but... I hear this all the time. People say like, gosh, if we had phones when we were kids or if we had this kind of editing software, you know, I mean, you literally could just make a movie. I don't even mean shoot it on your phone. You can edit it on your phone. You can put music to it. You can do anything you want. It's so easy now to just make stuff that hopefully people see this and I hope they think it's good. But in a weird way, I I hope there's a backhanded compliment too to go, well, I mean, if this guy can make it, I could probably make something too because, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, but... There, there are people way more talented than I am that could probably have an easier time doing something. But there's stories everywhere. You know, your family has stories. Your friends have stories. There's, there's stories all around us. And in this day and age with the technology and the things that we have access to, I mean, even just this show, you know, this, this show couldn't have existed mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Yep. You couldn't have a microphone in your house and a recording device and people are actually going to listen to it. I mean, that's, that's a, there's just no chance of that happening. But, you know, you wanted to make a show and here it is. Yeah. And all these people listen to it. So just, I would just say, if you want to do something, if you want to see something, if you're wondering, hey, why is somebody not doing that? Just go do it. Because you really do have, it, it's it's not easy, but it's available. You can make it if you put some effort to it. Well said. That's great life advice. And look for ways to, to do the thing. Don't look yeah. for thing, way, reasons not to, because I guarantee you're always going to have more reasons not to do a thing than to do a thing. Well, and I would also say what I learned, and I want to pass this on, is encourage people mm-hmm. because there's a lot of self-doubt that you don't see below the surface. Yeah. 
And that's that's one thing that really stood out to me. You know, it'd be really easy for me to approach friends of mine, people I've met. I mean, you and I don't know each other that well and say, hey, I'm going to make a movie and for them to kind of go like, oh, okay, good luck. And I wouldn't blame people for doing that. But everybody was so encouraging to me. You know, this is, no one, no one listening cares about this, but I talked to you about this movie over a year ago. Mm-hmm. You and we had Laurent here and Brock, and I don't know those guys that well. And Lauren was there too. I mean, and had the dogs jumping around. Everybody, no, not one of you said, are you sure you want to do that? I mean, nobody said that. Everybody went, great, you should do it. That's awesome. Let me know what I can help. Brock made the poster. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, what I would say to people too is, other people, make sure that if, if you see someone trying or you see someone that has an idea, foster that idea, help them improve it, help them, mm-hmm. encourage them to make it. What can I do to help you to make what you want to make? And if you, even if that's just, hey, you should do that, then do that to people because it really makes a huge difference when you have a lot of self-doubt trying to make something and going, I don't know what I'm doing. But everybody tells me that I, I, I have to finish it, so I'm going to finish it. I'm so glad that you finished it. And I just want to reiterate, this is an important story. It's a pro- it's a really big passion project for you. And I think this is going to be a story that resonates with a lot of folks. But the other thing I would say is this is a way for you to share your family history. Yeah. You know, that you can pass, you've made a thing that you can pass down as yeah. well. And I would say for our, you know, all of our listeners, piggybacking off your advice, encourage people and remember, you don't have to make a blockbuster to make a movie. Sure. You know, you, you don't have to make uh, an A24 production to make a movie. You don't have to make an Oscar winning film. Just make a movie. Yeah. Make a good movie. Um, all right, Jason, is there anything else you'd like to add about our flag was still there before we wrap up today's conversation? Uh Come see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so listeners, the film is going to be playing at this weekend's Doc OKC Festival. That is going to be on Friday, August 4th at 7 p.m. You can get your passes at docokc.org. Jason, where can people follow you and the things you're doing out in the world? Uh, Well, I mean, I do have a, uh, you know, I have a Twitter account for the movie, but the the best thing to do is I, I did form a Facebook group. So it does make it easier to communicate where the movie is going to play because it is playing in different parts of the country. It's not just here in Oklahoma City. And that's been the best place to even see where's it showing, where's it, um, where has it played? And then, you know, any sort of information like that. So if they just, if they just search, our flag is still there, they'll be able to find it. Our flag was still there group. I mean, if you go to Facebook, I would imagine if you just search that, you'll find the group and it's an, it's not private. Um, you just follow it. I, nice. Even if you don't, you probably can see everything. Very nice. Uh, listeners, I'll make sure to link that in the show notes. Uh, well, uh, Jason, thanks so much for hopping on over yeah. to talk about your movie. Thank on the you so much today. for having me, Caleb. It's really nice for you to do this. Of course. Happy to do it. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you again in our next episode coming very, very soon. That's right. Our review of Barbie. Barbie.